Today's guests are Camille Farrington and Giselle Shorter. Welcome. Thank Thanks you. for having us. We are so excited to talk with you here at the Aurora Institute. So would you um, share for our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do and what brings you to the Aurora Institute this year? Sure. So, Giselle, I've been with the Rakes Foundation for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I lead the K-12 school and system redesign portfolio of giving. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I'm here is we invest in and partner with leading researchers, practitioners, educators, uh, intermediaries, but primarily districts, right, mm -hmm. increasingly. Um, to advance a new set of goals that are rooted in what we know from the science of learning and development about what's required for all young people to thrive and the skill, will, and resources that adults need to bring to bear yeah. um, in order to, to create the conditions for young people to thrive. And so sharing that message and supporting others to increasingly think about what that means for their work and how they support schools and districts around the country. Fantastic. And as part of that, so as part of the Building Equitable Learning Environments Network, we had a presentation earlier today um, sharing some of, so the network's been going on for three years, and so we shared some of the tools and learnings and things that we've developed over the course of the last three years. So what have been some of the successes in the project or in, the, in your network? So one thing that I am excited about is that the, I think most networks really, folks are in it for themselves mm -hmm. to a certain extent. So organizations mm -hmm. are participating in a network to improve their own services they deliver or, you know, expand their own capacities. And certainly we did do that and support that with the 10 intermediary organizations that were in the Bell Network. But kind of halfway through, we pivoted to really like, what can we collectively do for the field more broadly? Cool. And so the for the last uh, year and a half or so, the, the um, what we call the SSOs, the school support organizations, worked together to really produce, like if we wanted to produce um, resources and materials like around adult learning, for example, like mm -hmm. what, do, what do each of our organizations have that we could contribute and then what could we collectively co-create to right. put out there? And so all of those are being um, captured in what we call the Bell Library, which is an online Fantastic. thing called equitablelearning.org and just available for the world to oh, use. Oh, it is. It's open. Yep. Wonderful. Yeah, excellent. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, we so are definitely going to be yeah, linking to yes, that. Yes, we will link to that, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so you described some of those conditions for young learners. Can you describe what a few of those might be for our listeners? Sure. I'm excited to be sitting here with the leading expert on this, but um, <laughs> pulling from Camille and her team's research, um, her white paper on Foundations for Young Adult Success, we know well the value of not only the learning environment and the conditions, but the conditions that support young people to develop an integrated identity mm -hmm. um, and be grounded in a sense of purpose and connection to school and learning as a key driver for not only academic success, but success along the, the life course. So that's, that's really exciting um, when we think about belonging, cues of belonging, the ways in which adults and the system message and language to young people that they belong, set the context for them to be wholly present and thrive, um, to be seen, mm. to feel valued, um, and to be connected. So those are two examples. 
we also are in the process of putting together, and it should be up there shortly, like within a month, say, as uh, something called Starting Your School's Equity Journey. And so it could be for a school uh -huh. or district that wants to, okay, like, how do we even do this? And it includes, uh, so the library, we use the metaphor of a library book. And so in the book is, uh, you know, detailed instructions and, right, uh, and, right. and um, suggested activities that adults can do in a team or individually, so mm -hmm. things like shadow a student to really understand mm -hmm. what their day is like and to particularly shadow a student that you recognize as one of the folks that you least well serve right. in your school system to really understand what their experience is in the day. So there's a there's a whole bunch of uh, individual activities that individual, individual adults or teams of adults can do to really kind of interrogate their system mm -hmm. around the equity and, and then, um, you know, the moves you can make to, to kind of advance your work and really engage in inquiry around right. equity in your system. Right. So what have, of some of the tools and the processes that you've shared in, in this network, um, what's the feedback you've gotten from schools or teachers that have used them and are there trends in the kinds of activities that you're seeing that people tend to go to first? Um, or kind of like what's the success been like? I think it depends on where people are situated within the system, okay. yeah. right? Um, we often think about success as the micro interactions, mm -hmm. right? Um, what's happening in the classroom? Um, how do we map a set of experiences that young people are having to their, you know, assessment scores, right? Interim mm -hmm. or otherwise. Um, what I think we have found is that it is the consolation, right? So it's the experience of school for young people that's rooted in the science of learning development, the skill willing tools that the resources uh, and resources that the adults are bringing to bear right. to set that condition, but also the broader school and the district set of constructs mm -hmm. that wrap around it and the policies that are enabling. Right. And so when we talk about success, I think um, success comes in many, many forms, sure. right? Hearing districts like Chicago say, wow, this is the, the most comprehensive articulation of what constitutes an equitable learning environment, mm -hmm. what are the enabling conditions, and then the pathways that are act accessible depending on where you are in the system right. and how you might, how they might, in this case, think about getting about the, the uh, process of transforming to be more equitable, mm -hmm. right? And so, I think that feels like a major win yes. um, to be able to present to folks like an integrated way of thinking about right. or a systems lens right. and what are some of the levers to shift not only the experience of school but reliably produce outcomes. Yes. Um, I think the types of tools and resources that Camille mentioned are cataloged um, on our Bell Library, mm -hmm. again, equitablelearning.org. Um, they are digestible tools and resources that have been proven successful mm -hmm. at shifting the experience and reliably producing outcomes mm -hmm. some in another context. Right, right. right. So it acts as starter dough, but isn't a checkbox or prescriptive for right. educators, you know, um, system leaders, or you know, ed policymakers. Right. right. Um, it's actually something to, to contemplate and to pick up and use or test in your own context. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the work that you're doing, uh, where schools and districts can really, uh, I know we go to, we're gonna send them to equitablelearning.org, uh, and that Bell Library sounds outstanding. 
uh, and since it's free, is that something that's going to be continuing to be added to? Yeah, absolutely, yes. absolutely. So we so we just finished three years with this cohort of ten school support organizations, but then we'll launch a, a, another cohort actually of districts mm-hmm. coming up. And right now we're just using this year to really kind of consolidate our learning and and mm-hmm. all of the the backlog of things that we need to put on the library sure. to get those on there. <laughs> and provide support to the first wave of Absolutely. districts, right? Yep. Because there's a remarkable difference between what intermediaries or school support organizations perceive as the solution, Uh right? And many of them are addressing a particular aspect. And what we know from the district side of of the house, what's required to actually seed transformation. Um, You know, so how do you build the will and the demand um, within your community for this type of transformation? And so we are investing in the National Equity Project's Midwest um, network of districts, and so seven districts there, and then Castle's uh, Collaborating District Initiative Mm -hmm. as a gateway. Yeah. yeah. So we are we work nationally. Okay. So the castle set of districts are national. Yeah. Um, when we launch uh, approximately a year to eighteen months out with uh, building equitable learning environments, um, improvement networks for equity, set of district investments, they will be national. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So really, anyone can start yeah. working on this. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time today. This was very informative. Thank you for thank having you. us. Yeah, thank you. We look forward to seeing how this all grows and spreads. It sounds extremely valuable. Thank you. It's exciting. Work. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>